Well, um, I am so excited about this morning, and I just wanted to um, share a little bit just um, our connection and just really to give you a huge picture of, of what God has done and is doing. So I actually went to college with um, Jeremy and Emily. I was a little freshman when they were seniors, and um, I honestly, I looked up to their faith even then as people who knew Jesus, who loved Jesus, um, and we got to hang out um, in, in college on a committee together, which was really, really fun. And um, then, just so y'all know, you know, I have two brothers. Most of you have met Doug, um, and I have an older brother named Jeff. And you have seen a lot of what Jeff does because Jeff is the really creative one. Jeff is the one that has taken tons of our pictures and um, has done that. So um, this is my older brother, Jeff. And Jeremy is actually the pastor at my brother Jeff's church and Cindy and my niece Mariah and Zach and Parker. So he is their pastor in Newcastle, Oklahoma, which is also so fun. And so thank you. I said, thank you for being my brother's pastor, you know, um, so special. And obviously I, I love those people so much. And then um, many of you have met uh, my other brother, Doug and Ricky Lee and Carter and McLean and Charlie um, and Baker. And you have met them because they came for vacation Bible school for several years in a row to help out with our vacation Bible school. And if you have been around to us, you have heard us talk about um, my nephew Xander and his battle with cancer and just all that that Doug and Ricky Lee walked through. You're going to hear more about Jeremy's story. Um, just another kind of the Lord, just, just craziness is um, Jeremy and Emily walked through um, with their son, Trey, and, and Trey and Xander were both these um, really strong kids that God used their story, and, um, and they happened. They happened to go see the Lord within weeks of each other, um, which is just another special connection. And then I've got to watch Clayton and Caleb's story from afar, um, and I know you're going to be blessed this morning just seeing... Um, God's faithfulness, God's grace, God's protection, um, and him strengthening, because they really have walked through so much. And so I really just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for being faithful, because um, I've been following you from afar. Um, thank you for being faithful for many years. And um, I know y'all are going to gonna be so blessed today. Um, they are going to start with a video that's going to kind of explain more details of the story. So. My brother Jeff, that's not him, um, but my brother Jeff has been working on the documentary Caleb's Hope, which is a story about this family's life. So my brother's really into photography and cameras, and he's been working on the documentary. Fourteen-year-old Clayton is sore on the men. The next 48 hours critical for his oldest son, Caleb, who is in ICU, fighting for his life. Yeah, that's right. With all your heart, 
love and love and I found out that he was only 16 years old, that's what really hurt. Talking about his oldest son, Caleb, injured in a car crash with his younger brother, Clayton, near I-35 and State Highway 9. Clayton should be discharged possibly tonight, but maybe in the morning. But Caleb's condition is critical. They're trying to uh, just minimize the swelling in the brain and to keep him really comfortable, let his body heal. The married father of six is the pastor at First Baptist Church in Newcastle. He says his family has received an outpouring of support from friends and strangers alike on social media, including an unexpected call from OU basketball head coach, Lon Kruger. I just want you to know, checking on your boys and, and praying for them. Yo, Caleb, what's up, man? It's your boy, buddy. You know, I want you to... As you know, I'm thinking about you, man. I just encourage you, man, to keep on believing, man. Keep fighting. Keep on pushing, man.
all things to Christ, who strengthens me. Flame is a fortnight thing. Thank you guys for letting us be with you here uh, this morning. What a privilege it is for us to be here. I get to be here with our, uh, both of my oldest boys, Caleb and Clayton. And normally Caleb and I just do this together, but uh, Clayton gets to be here with us. So here in a few minutes, I'm going to bring him up to be a part as well and ask him a few questions. But um, man, what a blessing it is to be here. We'll talk a little bit more about why we're here uh, to begin with uh, in just a few minutes. But as you're watching that uh, video that is the seven-minute video of basically a 20-month journey that we've been on, uh, 21 months uh, in October, and uh, two years will be in December that Caleb has been recovering. And um, if you haven't followed our story at all, uh, that just a quick little recap. Caleb was in a, a car accident on December the 19th of 2017, and uh, he suffered a severe traumatic brain injury. And if you know anything about brain injury, which we knew nothing about brain injury at the time, not a thing, uh, Caleb suffered the worst kind of brain injury that you could have. It's called the diffuse axonal, a grade three brain injury. There's only three grades and his grade three is the worst. It's basically like a shaken baby uh, injury when the, the brain just gets shaken inside of your head and all the neurons just get severed. And uh, the hope is that those neurons would grow back together or that you'd find new pathways. But the odds uh, when you have that kind of injury of that happening are very, very slim. In fact, the night of the accident, they called in a fatality team. They were just assuming that Caleb was going to die. They were going to harvest his organs is what they told us later. We got to the hospital. They said the next 48 hours are critical. If he survives, which they said 90% with his brain injury don't survive. They said if he survives, he'll never know you. He'll never walk, never talk. He'll never eat again. He'll basically just live in a comatose state for the rest of his life. And we said, but God, and which is what's on our shirt, but God, because we believe that God, there you go. Yeah, show it off, baby. Uh, we believe. Oh, well, I had to. So, though, because they see you wearing this shirt, they're like, 
I'll pass on buying that. Then when no one buys it, but then they see me on the other end wearing it. They're like, oh, I gotta have that. I gotta have one of those things. And this is Caleb. I was waiting for him to jump in because I never know when it's going to happen. But uh, this, this, whenever we do this, it takes on a life of its own. Caleb's got a great personality, and uh, which is fun, makes the life very interesting. I, whenever we come speak, I always say, make sure you give him a handheld in case I have to take it away from him. Because I, I never know what he's going to say. No, I'm glad we both get on my because <laughs> if there was only one. You would never see that thing. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so since we kind of broke the ice a little bit, but uh, we were a few years ago, Caleb and Clayton and I, we used to go on these guys trips. And it started out very small. We'd go to a, we love sports, and so we'd go to a baseball game that was close, and we'd come back. Well, this thing kind of evolved over the years. In fact, in that video, when Caleb, uh, the, a few months before his accident, we went to Atlanta, Georgia, on a guy's trip. And this time, Caleb, it's the senior year in high school, so I said you can pick out where you want to go, and we'll save up and we'll go kind of as a senior present. So Caleb picked Washington, Baltimore. How about that? So we flew in, and we went to a we went to a Capitals hockey. Hockey game, which those Capitals fans are crazy out there, all right? We went to a Capitals hockey game, then we went to a college football game yesterday, went to a Wizards game last night, and tonight we're going to the Ravens. High five, right? Look at there. That got him awake, didn't it? Oh, it did. I'm, I've already seen a couple Ravens jerseys today. I'm a full-time Ravens fan. <laughs> Thank you. There you go. So, so we were out here, and Caleb said, Dad, while we're on this trip, find me a place to speak. And I'm like, how do I do that? I mean, how do I just find him a place to speak? Well, obviously, because you're my chauffeur. <laughs> so I put it out on Facebook, and next thing I know... Uh, Chad and Callie reached out to us, and I was like, man, this would be awesome, because we love them and their families so much, and I hope you guys know what an awesome team you have here leading you, man. This is such a such a blessing, and um, so Chad, it's so hard as pastors, so often we, we don't like to give up our the pulpit, but Chad's like, man, this how could we miss up an opportunity like this, so he tells me a lot about these guys, and so I'm so thankful to be here, but anyway, okay, enough about that. Caleb, they want to get to know you, so why don't you tell them? A little bit about who you were before the accident. If you knew Caleb before the accident, he was the most shy, reserved child that we... We have a lot of kids, all right? Uh, Caleb was our most quiet. Seven. Seven, that's right. We have one with the Lord, and we'll talk about Trey. But tell him a little, a little bit about who you were before the accident and who you are now. Uh, oh, yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, if you met me before the wreck and met me now... It would be like meeting two completely different people. Like before the wreck, I was very shy. As a matter of fact, if you handed me a microphone and told me to talk in front of all these people, I would have been like this all the time. <laughs> but now if you hand me a microphone, you just can't get this baby out of my hands. 
this is so true. I mean, this is Caleb. He was so quiet. It, you know, he'd been back over here in the corner with some of his friends. He was not talkative. Now, what has God given you? What do, what do we like to say? He's given you what? Uh, he's given me an amazing boldness. And how are you using that boldness? How, how do you think the Lord's using that in your life? Um, yeah, I think he's using it for me to share with anyone that I can and come in contact with the story that he has graciously provided me with to hopefully lead them to Jesus Christ. That's the goal. And that's, that's our heartbeat. That's our mission is that we would... That God would use our story for his glory. So Caleb was in a coma for eight weeks. And, I mean, we're talking two months. So in that video, when you saw his head nod ever so slightly, that was the first time in eight weeks he made a purposeful response to a command. You would have thought we won the lottery. Not that we played the lottery, but you would have thought we won it, all right? And this guy was like, I mean, he nodded his head, and we just were so excited because we knew he was in there. And from that point forward, he just slowly began to progress. This was the kid they said he would never he would never know us you know he would never talk again and so i'll never forget the beginning of march one day he wrote his name out of nowhere it was crazy and so caleb what have we said we've said but god in this whole journey now that phrase but god came when caleb was in the coma we were so desperate they told us we needed a miracle and we typed out two words to our friends and family we said pray because they're saying we need a miracle but god but you came alert eight weeks later and we were already saying but God, what does but God mean to you? Yeah, like, I thought it was kind of rude. They came up with an awesome saying <laughs> while I was in the coma and not there, so I missed out on <laughs> yet another thing. <laughs> you missed out on it, but yet now you know what it means, so what does but God mean? Um, but God's actually <laughs> a lot deeper. Then you would just think of right off the bat. Like, when I first heard it, I was like, yeah, but God, that means like, like, you might be struggling, but with God, you can do anything. But the whole time, I've been faced with some awful situations, and but God became such a reality to me. Like doctors and nurses said stuff like, Caleb won't live. Caleb will never walk again. Caleb will never talk again. And Caleb will never even eat again. And the whole time I've been able to say, yeah, maybe y'all can say that, but God truly does have the final say. That's right. And we believe that with all of our hearts. I love it. I get to do this with Caleb all the time. And, and you probably don't notice as much as I do. But he'll be saying a, a sentence. And if you notice right there, sometimes the speech gets pretty clear. And, uh, you know, he struggles with the speech. But we're watching God even now. We pray. We pray one of these events that we're doing out of nowhere. His speech just comes back the way that it used to be. Because we believe God could do it. We believe God can do anything. And, and God is God is absolutely doing an incredible miracle in, in Caleb's life. So, Caleb, why don't we have a little fun with him for a second, too? Because Caleb, you know, before the accident, he wouldn't have done anything to draw any attention to himself. What are you about to say? Um, yeah, I, wouldn't have, I left that job 
for my dad and my brother. Yeah. Because they were more outgoing than me. So they would do stuff all the time to embarrass me. <laughs> but now the, the roles have reversed. That's right. And I'm kind of glad about it. <laughs> yeah. Caleb's kind of glad about it. So this last summer, Caleb and Clayton got to go. Uh, I was on a mission trip. And so we were. he got invited to go speak in Kentucky. And we were kind of nervous about sending him. But we decided to let Clayton and Caleb go by themselves to travel to this speaking event. These two guys. And usually Caleb does this stuff to me, but he did it to Clayton. So that, you know, whenever we travel in, in an airport, and we don't do it anymore, but for a long time, We'd put Caleb in a wheelchair because it was just easier to push him through, get him through security. Um, because I got me to the front of lines. <laughs> yeah. Okay, all right. Well, that was a byproduct of being in a wheelchair. It was easier for us, but yes, it gets to the front of the line. So Clayton, imagine this, his 16-year-old brother is pushing his 18-year-old brother. They're in the airport, pushing him around, and they go into a little convenience store. And when Caleb gets an idea, for some reason, he feels like he has to do it. Yeah, like there's no I, feel, I feel like it's a God-given gift to me. <laughs> when I get an idea, I have to act on it. Or I'll forget. <laughs> yeah, he'll forget. So Clayton pushes you into the store, and there's all these people. What happened? Help these guys see. Okay, so <laughs> let me set this up better than him. Okay. Um, okay, so Clayton pushes me into a little convenience store. There's like three other couples in there, and then... I remember very distinctly one cashier. She was a girl. So, Cunts pushed me. I get this idea and I act on it right then and there. <laughs> so I stand up, start walking around and yelling, Oh my goodness, this is a miracle! I can walk! <laughs> Yeah, and they keep staring at you, right? And yeah, the cashier's looking at me like, what in the world is this guy doing? <laughs> so I, of course, can proceed to talk to her and say, do you not get it? I couldn't walk, but now I can. <laughs> Yeah, this is life with Caleb, and he never misses an opportunity to have a little fun, but he always, always, always makes sure and tells his story. We got on the bus at the airport, and Clayton and I are getting all the bags, and Caleb just goes and settles down right between two gentlemen, and he looks at both of them and says, hey, sir, and I know once he says that, he's getting ready to share the gospel and tell his story. So Caleb's got this boldness that he's using with a lot of humor, but also he's sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. And so we love that. I, I, I always like to have Caleb share a couple of funny things because here's a young man that is not able to do what he used to do. He was the number one cross-country runner uh, on, on his uh, varsity team as a sophomore. He was a starter on the basketball team in his high school. He's unable to do those things. So he could be sad and he could be depressed. He could be upset about the things he's not able to do. But here's a young man that has embraced this new purpose that God's given him in his life. And is that true, Caleb? And why don't you tell them a little bit about where you were with the Lord before the accident and how God has used this accident in your life in a good way. Where were you with the Lord before him? 
Yeah, before the wreck, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was starting to drift away from the Lord and I was beginning to take my eyes off him. Like that year, we had probably the worst cast of older basketball players that we've ever had. And they were pressuring me to do some things. Like, at that time, I never kissed a girl. I repeat, at that time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, at the time. So, obviously... Um, but now I have, but that's besides the point. <laughs> Okay. I just felt like throwing that out there. Okay. Well, thank you. So they were pressuring you. Um, and? Oh, yeah, they were pressuring <laughs> me to fall into some things. I was starting to get to the place where I was going to start to fall them. But then the wreck happens, and it totally redirects my life. And puts my eyes back on Jesus. So I'm super thankful for the wreck. And truly cannot imagine my life without that happening. And so I think, Kayla, people hear you say that. And it's hard for people to believe. You know that you have, man, you've lost so much in the things you used to do. And they think, okay, are you just saying that to say it? I mean, do you really believe that you're thankful that God's allowed this trial into your life? I mean, you, is that, is that honest? Um, yeah, that's honest. Everything I say now is honest. <laughs> that's right. Like, if someone's like pretty ugly, oh, I'm geez. just gonna walk up to them and say, hey, you're ugly. <laughs> that, let's not do that ever again. Uh, I mean, that's, because just because you're honest doesn't mean you have to be mean. How about that? See, we're learning. This is not a part of the act here. Yeah, but they gotta realize that with me saying that, the other side comes. If someone's beautiful, <laughs> I'm just gonna walk up to them and say, hey, you're beautiful. Uh, I might throw even a little at her like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, I never know where brain injury takes us, but uh, there you go. So, but anyway, back to the more important things. Okay. Uh, so, Caleb, so in your life right now, you know, you've been through all these things. It'd be very easy for you to be discouraged and, and to just, man, wake up every day and be like, what's the point? But, man, you, you're the most determined person I know. Often I'll be in our living room in our house and I will hear Caleb. Caleb prays for, he prays all night sometimes. I mean, it's crazy. And I say all night. He prays until he falls asleep, asleep, which is often for an hour or so. Just crying out to God to heal him and to use him. Praying it for salvation for his friends and praying for people to have hope. And so this new purpose that God's given you, what do you think? Why? I mean, there's no reason you should be left on the earth, right? There's no reason you should still be here medically. But God chose to leave you here on this earth. And I know you're having a lot of fun, but what's your purpose in life? Why do you, why do you think God left you here? Um, well, I know why he left me here. I think that he, there's no reason he would have, like, had to have me on this earth. But he's graciously left me here. So I believe the only reason he did is 
to share this story that he's graciously mm-hmm. providing me with, with everybody that I can to hopefully bring them to Jesus Christ. So, Caleb, do you, do you ever get discouraged? Do you ever get frustrated? Yeah, all the time. What's some things, what's some things that frustrate you and discourage you? Besides me, something else. What's something that frustrates you and discourages you? Oh, dang it, that was a very big one. <laughs> what frustrates you? Um, well, I want to be playing sports and doing everything I was used to again. But I know. It's not God's plan for me to be playing that right now. Like, uh, like a couple, was it a couple weeks ago that I ran? Yep, we're getting ready to talk about that, yep. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, I was able to run my first cross-country race since the wreck, and I got to see... Even though I wasn't winning or anything like that, God still used me way more than He could have if I would have won it. So I truly want to trade it for the world and want to have God keep using me any way that I am. You know, a few weeks ago, one of Caleb's goals was to get back. He wanted to run a cross-country race as a senior in high school. And uh, Caleb was really fast as a sophomore. He used to run 5Ks in 17 minutes, you know. And and you saying that probably confuses people. Like, if they're like me, they're probably thinking, where did he get that from? Hmm? What? Why is that funny? Um, because you know you, you're kind of... Oh. <laughs> Y'all got it. They got it. I did not. The rest of this... Are you trying to say I'm fat? Um, one second. Oh, no. I was just making sure the heartbeat was still all right. <laughs> Caleb Freeman, you little turkey. All right. Uh, okay, so anyway, back to the 5K. Caleb used to be really fast, and uh, so he could run three miles in about 17 minutes. So we had this idea a few weeks ago. We said, man, he's got one race left in the season. Wouldn't it be awesome if Caleb could try to run? And so I talked to his coach, and they got him approved. We went out the night before to kind of practice. He he had run two miles, but it had been on a treadmill and a zero-gravity treadmill, which kind of helps support your body. So he had not run very far on his own. But we decided to give it a go. So I called my friend. who's She's in that video. Her name's Allie Meyer. She's a news lady. And I said, Allie, you always told me to tell you that if Caleb was going to run, we should invite you. So Allie came out. News Channel 4 came out. And they... They recorded the whole thing. Caleb ran 3.1 miles, and he did it in 51 minutes and 10 seconds. Sorry, sorry. What? What? Um, 3.2. You got to get the point. No, you're taking away that point one. If you're a runner, you know that's a huge deal. (laughs) Okay, all right. It's ginormous. Well, 51. That's like 
I'm don't even know what that's like, <laughs> but it's like something like big. I don't know what it's like, but it's big. 51 minutes and 10 seconds, and it was unbelievable. So when Caleb got finished with this first mile, a mile and a half, we noticed that kids started coming back. And so by the end of the race, there was over 150 runners that had come back to finish the race with him. And when Caleb finished the race, everyone's hugging and in tears and all this kind of, everyone's crying except Caleb, you know, he's smiling, but we're crying because it was such a big moment because here was a guy that, man, they just, the the doctors and, and they did what they're supposed to. They're trying to prepare us, but he wasn't supposed to do any of this stuff. And here he is running a 5k as a senior in high school. And what did we say? We said, but God did that, that whole thing. Well, little did we know the news covered that and they put it on the news. Well, the next thing that happens is it starts gaining some national attention. The NBC news started covering it and NBC nightly news at Lester Holt. And then there was CNN and then there was people magazine and then runner's world. We couldn't believe it. And I'll never forget. Caleb was a little discouraged because he wasn't able to compete like he wanted to. But when you started seeing God use that story, what did that do to you? How did that encourage you? And encourage me greatly like it made me be able to see God can use even something like that for way greater things than we can imagine and in our lives I think that's been our story Clayton why don't you come up here for a second too I want to ask him a couple of questions yeah I was about to call you up myself but he was taking forever <laughs> well, we only have a few minutes left here but let me borrow this. Can I borrow this? Thank you. Just one sec. Uh, I know it's hard to get rid of that thing. But Clayton was in the Clayton was in the car with Caleb the night of the accident, and uh, you know Clayton is he's, he feels called to ministry. He's a Clayton is a wonderful young man. He's a great leader in our youth group. He actually ran cross country this year, and he ran for a lot of reasons. But I think he ran for Caleb, and he also ran for his brother Trey. But Clayton, in this journey, what has God taught you in this journey? And maybe how can you encourage these folks today in, in your relationship with the Lord? What's What's been hard about this and what's been good about this? Um, one of the hardest things to me this, just this year and through the journey has been uh, me and Caleb, as we were younger, has always talked about how his senior year um, and my sophomore year would be playing basketball together and running cross country together. And it, we were really excited about that. And so just going out there in cross country and basketball and having to not be out there with Caleb, that's been really hard for me. And so it's just been hard to go out there and find the motivation to play. But now I find my motivation to play for Caleb. Um, another thing this journey has really taught me is um, what a true prayer life looks like. Um, after, right after Caleb's wreck, um, I really saw our community and our church gather together and truly come, become unified in prayer for Caleb. And um, as the journey kind of lo- went along, that's kind of wavered a little bit for me. Like sometimes I'll be deep in prayer, sometimes I won't. So just being rem- just reminding myself that. We don't just pray hard when things are difficult, but all just continuing to pray hard throughout my whole life and having a deep prayer life. And then the last thing that this journey has really taught me is um, patience. Um, every morning I wake up and I pray that God will heal Caleb and just not not getting the answer I want right away. That's been really difficult for me to just so just being patient and trusting in God's plan um, above my own plan. You know, and so and I'll have Caleb talk about this in just a second. But so six years ago, Caleb and Clayton's their, their youngest brother at the time, Trey, got cancer, and Trey battled cancer for about uh, almost exactly a year. It was entry. He was in the hospital for about three hundred days. 
uh, between the years of 2012 and 2013. Trey loved his brothers, Caleb and Clayton, very much. And man, we prayed, didn't we? We prayed that God would heal Trey. We prayed for Xander, that God would heal Xander. And we believe with all of our heart that God could do those things. But the Lord sometimes, he always heals in heaven with his children. He always heals eternally, but we wanted to see that earthly miracle. And so, you know, why is it, why do you think, Clayton, sometimes that the Lord, sometimes the Lord, he, he chooses to do something different than what we ask, you know? And that's hard to accept, isn't it? What do you think, why do you think the Lord does that sometimes? Um, I think the Lord works in different ways, obviously, as we're seeing Caleb being healed. Um, but we saw Trey that was healed eternally. And I feel like it's because God does whatever gets him the most glory. And I think through Trey's situation, um, he received the most glory by uh, bringing Trey home. Um, we saw after Trey passed away that thousands of people came to know Christ because of Trey's situation. Me being one of those. I wasn't a Christian at the time when my brother passed away. But through my dad sharing Trey's story at a camp, I was able to come to know the Lord. And now we're seeing that through Caleb's recovery and through his journey that many people are coming to know the Lord. So I feel like God does whatever he does to give him the most glory. Man, that's really good. That's awesome. Stay right here. And so, Caleb, what about you? You know, we, you've made this comment before that God could have healed you the night of the accident. He could have protected you from that accident. But it's been a journey. So why do you think this has been more progressive with you, that the way God's choosing to heal you this way? Uh, yeah, I think the answer is pretty obvious. Like, if he did heal me right when the wreck happened, and I walked away from it with no injuries, sure, some people that come to know Jesus, maybe. But I've been able to see, as he's prolonged his journey, and allowed me to go and speak in churches and stuff, I've been able to see so many more people come to know Christ. And that's something I would never trade for anything. I think that's one of the things we're learning in this journey is that God does what he does in our lives to bring himself the most glory. And sometimes that is through loss. Sometimes that's through suffering. Sometimes that's through healing. Our job is to not understand the Lord, but our job is to trust the Lord. No matter what. And that is so hard because we all desperately want to understand why. And we don't always understand why. We can't always see that bigger picture. We, I've said before that sometimes in a fallen world, your worst fears come true. But God meets you there. He meets you in that place of where nothing makes sense in the eyes of man. But then God takes it and does something miraculous. I could share a lot of things. I'll just say one thing for me personally. We had experienced a lot of loss in our life up to Caleb's accident. That same summer that Xander passed away and Trey passed away, two weeks before my wife's mother passed away from a battle with cancer, two months before that, my 85-day-old nephew passed away from a lung complication after birth. And then about a month before Caleb's accident, my wife's youngest brother, Daniel, passed away, leaving a wife and three small children. We'd experienced loss after loss after loss after loss. And I will admit, when Caleb's accident happened... And they told us that he was probably not going to live. I just assumed that God was going to take him home because that's what we'd seen the Lord do. But God began to heal Caleb. And guess what God did in my own heart? God reminded me of something. He doesn't always heal, heal on earth, but sometimes he does. And we have to believe him that he can do all things However he wants, whenever he wants. Now, that doesn't always mean that God does this. We've met a lot of people in this journey 
that have had severe brain injuries that died and some that recovered further than Caleb. One of the life, one of life lessons is this. You can't compare your life to another person, right? Because Emily and I always say somebody always has it harder than we do and somebody always has it easier than we do. So you don't compare your life. You take the life God has given you and you say, God, use this life for your purposes and for your glory. That's a hard thing to say. It's a hard thing to mean, but it's the way that we're supposed to live. So, Caleb, what's one final thing you want to say as we wrap up our time this morning? What's one encouragement you give to? If maybe there's somebody here that doesn't know the Lord. Maybe there's somebody here that knows the Lord but is struggling to trust the Lord. What would you say to them? One final encouragement. Uh, yeah, I'm actually glad you asked that because I feel like the Lord laid something on my heart to share here. A very long time ago, and I've been holding on to it. Okay. So I feel like now's the time. Go ahead. Um. What did he tell you to say? It's, it's gonna come to me in one sec. <laughs> I had said. I had said, what's one final thing you want to say to these people if someone doesn't know the Lord? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of y'all are probably going to drive in the car after this is home. And the truth is, you could get in the wreck, like maybe. So you need to make sure you have a strong relationship with Christ. Because that's truly the most important thing and the only thing that matters. That's right. And that's our hope and prayer is that, that no matter what, no matter where you are, that you know Jesus Christ personally. You know that Christ laid down his life and so that you could have forgiveness of your sins. But also we pray that if you are a follower of Jesus, I'll give it back to him. If you are a follower of Jesus, that no matter what you're facing today, what trials or difficulties... God can be trusted in death and life, and you can run to him and trust him no matter what. Did you have one final thing? Because we've got to wrap it up. <laughs> you keep forgetting. Um, yeah, like, I'm in, I'm in Virginia coming this week. Maryland. Um, no, we're in Virginia. Are we in Virginia? Maryland. Well, on the Snapchat filter, Virginia. <laughs> on the Snapchat filter. Well, sometimes Snapchat's wrong. Uh, anyway, so here you are in in Maryland, Virginia, Washington, this area. Uh, I'll just say Maryland. Thank you. Because he said so, and that's probably right, <laughs> considering that he lives here. That's right. Okay. So, what's your point? Um, yeah, like who would have ever thought I would be here sharing the gospel in Baltimore, Maryland. So if you are here, like, and you don't know Jesus, there's obviously a reason God has allowed you to be here. So I, I pray for every single one of you that if you don't know Jesus, you would come to know Christ because that's truly the greatest decision you can ever make. 
and you want to make it before it's too late. And God has to wake you up with like a car accident like it had to do with me. That's right. You don't want something to have to come into your life to get your attention. Let this be your wake-up call today. Isn't that right? All right.